Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello, and welcome to Charlie's Toolbox. This episode, we are going to discuss fearlessness. And I want to start this episode with two quotes that I absolutely love. The first one is by Will Smith, and it says, the other side of fear is bliss. Meaning once you attack fear, once you move past it and you do the thing you want, the feeling that you feel afterwards is always bliss, is joy, and you get a surge of confidence. And it makes you feel like, okay, if I can achieve this goal, I can dream bigger. And I know now that I can achieve it. My second quote is by Michael Jordan, and it states, why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken? And I love this quote so, so much, because why would I imagine a failure when I haven't even started my journey? You know, why would I imagine something bad or negative or something that's going to askew my journey when I haven't even met it? I'm creating unnecessary fear when I develop these scenarios that I haven't that hasn't even come into my reality. So I hope you can think on these quotes and to help you get in the mind of attacking fear. All right. So fear is a powerful force. It's a response that warns or protects you from danger. And basically its sole purpose is to help you survive. Fear is something we are supposed to have, and it's extremely helpful. However, when it's exhausted and perverted, fear can be the very thing that stops you from enjoying life. So what does that look like? That looks like the girl who settles for the low-hanging fruit because she believes she will never get the thing she truly wants. It looks like not networking because you're afraid of how you're perceived. It looks like stopping yourself from going up to someone and saying, hey, you have a great personality and I'd love to be your friend. It looks like not asking for the promotion, not asking for the raise, not setting your boundaries, allowing people to come before you, refusing to say no because you don't want to make someone else feel bad. Our thoughts, our fears, our what if this happened can create prisons for our mind, our body and our soul. So we always have to strategize to confront this powerful tool. And I'm going to teach you how to minimize that voice of fear. The voice that says that you can't have, you can't do, and you ain't nothing. All right. So number one, when fear arises, what are some strategies that you should have in your arsenal? Number one, remember, your mind is way more active than your reality. So your mind is a storyteller. You know, if you have a thought, it'll have a story. If you don't have a cap or a moment where you say, okay, that's enough. Your brain is going to keep going and going and going and going. And the stories will become more extravagant, more painful, more fearful. You're going to find little pieces that you can latch onto to make the fear way more than what should what it should be. And often when you, what you imagine typically has way more action than what actually happens. All right. So when you are in a train of thought where you are imagining the worst, remember your brain likes to add a little pizzazz and jazz to the story. They like to juice it up. 
So it's likely that your experience will look nothing like what your brain had imagined. So keep that in the back of your mind. Your brain is brilliant. It's a brilliant storyteller and it's a brilliant researcher. If you have a thought, it'll give you all kinds of data to support it. Number two, remind yourself of the facts. Like I said before, our minds are powerful. And if you let it go wild or rogue, it can create whatever story you want and find data, people, and situations to support it. So instead of allowing it to go wild, review the facts. Example, your friend remembered that you were starting a consulting business at her and at her job, there's particular need for the service you offer. So she decides to suggest you for the opportunity. She tells you about the situation and asks you to have a phone call with one of her clients. Instantly, your heart drops. You remember you hate phone calls. You remember the one time you stuttered so much that you faked the disconnect to get yourself together. You tell yourself that you aren't ready to take clients. You tell yourself that you don't, you know, that you need to update your website. You can't do it. You give yourself all of these fear-based excuses and you don't. In that instance, you have to be your own advocate. You have to go to the facts. The facts are you are skilled and you know what you're doing. Your friend knows your work and she would not have suggested you if she didn't believe in you. You have to remember that one time you were anxious. You had a lot going on that day. You can prepare for this call by thinking of what if questions. Your friend has worked with the client. And she can give you the ins and out of the business. You can practice the phone call with a friend or with your computer. You know the client's LinkedIn profile and that can help you tailor your services. You can do a lot of research because there's a lot written about this client. Preparation and reminding yourself of the facts can help you thwart this voice. So when your mind is going rogue, go back to the facts. I'm skilled. I have a degree in this. I have clients in this. People ask me for my advice and that should ground you. Number three, fight that inner voice. The fear disguised as the voice telling you you aren't good enough is not your voice. It's not. It is an insult that was given to you by a flawed and disempowered caretaker. You know that it was their hurt that was projected onto you. So why take ownership over something that isn't yours? This isn't yours to keep. It's not yours to have. and You didn't create it. Give it back. Reject these words. Remind yourself that self-hatred or low self-esteem is your caretaker's insecurities and not yours. The only thing you did is adapt to something that they gave you. That's not yours. When the thought comes up, remind it that it isn't yours and when you consistently confront this voice that voice falls silent and like i say with all of my episodes your mind is a muscle if you fight fear enough it'll get it'll grow stronger to the point where it's fighting it on autopilot all right number four choose sensible actions You know if you put your hand on a hot stove, your hand will burn. You know if you move to a new city with no plan A or no plan B, then you will have a lot of shit you have to go through. You will be in loads of trouble because you need plans. 
You need plans. You need backup plans. You need plans B, C's, and D's. You need a network. You need these things. You need to create a plan and you need to choose sensible actions that lead to the result that you're looking for. If you want savings, you have to save. That includes creating a budget, cutting your spending down, or having a savings account. Or you can get a job making more money so you don't have to cut your spending habits and filter the extra cash into your savings. These are sensible actions that lead to the result that you want. Being prepared always will make you feel confident. And that's the base level you can give yourself. Being honest about your actions, saying they aren't yielding the life you want and changing your behavior will always yield different results. Fear of failure can be quieted when you have a well thought out plan. Number five, the fall really doesn't hurt the explaining it. That's the part that kind of hurts the most. You know, when you didn't get the promotion or you didn't get into the program or you didn't start the relationship or, you know, the things that you had hoped for and it didn't plan out the way you wanted to plan. Of course it hurts, you know, but what exacerbates that pain is explaining it to your friends and your families and associates. You kind of feel a sense of shame and guilt. Because you fail. And in your mind, your community may be ashamed of you. They may be laughing at your pain or they're happy that you're suffering. And that may be true for some. But I assure you that your mind is probably making their actions or what they think way worse than what it truly is. You know, most po- most times like people hear what's going on in your life, they may have hear a mistake or a failure or something like that. And they go back to thinking about themselves. You're not that important. So when you were explaining what's going on in your life, remember. All of the judgment is probably coming from your own inner voice. And rarely are people thinking about you that hard. Unless they have their own insecurities that they're battling. So I ask that you take these steps and flourish. Don't allow fear to stop you from getting the things you want. Because you deserve everything you want. Anything you ever ask for, you deserve it. Thank you and take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.